Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. There is so much noise out there, especially when it comes to self-betterment, and that's why I created TAT Text. Now, a lot of people are using texting to uh, promote things, and it's kind of like a digital flyer. But I'm actually using texting as a mental program. It's like the program you uh, get at the gym, but this is for your mental and emotional state. So every week there's a different topic. One week would maybe relationships, the next week uh, codependency, next week dating, etc. And at the end of the week, you get a private link to a Google Doc that takes you deeper. And that doc is like six to nine pages, and it's a lot of how-to, right? It's not just information, but it's like, what do we do with this information? So if you want to wake up with something that is going to reposition your mindset and set you up for a day that you can maneuver in the best version of yourself, come check out my text. You could get them at theangrytherapist.com or on my Instagram at theangrytherapist. See you in your phone. Okay, a few things I want to apologize for before we get to this episode's topic. One, the echoey sound of this episode, and I'll tell you why. Uh, The slurping of my coffee. I always have to have a beverage in my hand before creating a dialogue. All my clients know this. And then this creaky chair, it's such a comfortable chair. It's like a captain's chair. It, um, It feels very uh, like I am on the Enterprise but it's creaky as fuck, Um, and then possible baby noises in the background. The reason why, although these sounds are um, happening, I'm doing this episode here is because my view, which you don't see, is a gorgeous ceiling-to-floor view of the hills of Los Angeles. It's a beautiful day, and sitting here makes me feel good, and it makes me feel focused, and um, I don't want to be in the closet today where I usually do my podcast. And so for me, it's less about um, being polished, as you know, hence uh, typos and uh, random bird walking. If you're a, if you've been following me and my podcast and and all the stuff that I put out videos, uh, and it's more about being in a state where I feel I could provide the most value. And I know that if I don't feel like talking to myself in the closet, um, it's not going to come out good, you know? And so that's why I'm apologizing for it being um, a little a little more noisy today, possibly. Uh, but hopefully, I will be more focused and the content will be better. Okay. By the way, the reason I, I do podcasts in the closet is because... Uh, the all your all your clothes in the closet. Uh, it's it's actually the 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 poor man's studio, right? All your clothes in the closet absorbs uh, outside noises and and stuff like that. Okay, let's talk about hair real quick. J- I promise it'll be just a few seconds, uh, and I have a point. So I've always been obsessed with uh, hair, my hair, and I think it started when I was um, about nine. Uh, this is in the eighties, and I was breakdancing. And the pompadour was very in. And I mean, on a deeper level, I feel like um, I started focusing on hair because as a a little Korean kid, I needed to fit in, you know. And um, 
I needed to do everything I could to fit in to be quote unquote American. And so I focused a lot on um, having, you know, cool hair or, or whatever was in at the time. And so as a break dancer, uh, I had this uh, pompadour that was held up by Aquanet hairspray. If you don't know what Aquanet is, it's very close to super glue. If you take a can of Aquanet, which I don't think they make anymore, and you um, you could put like a little flame, and if you just sprayed it, it turns into a blowtorch, flammable. So, um, but it holds hair, especially Asian hair, um, like you're putting like dried egg yolk, right? And so, I had a, a little pompadour uh, from like nine to, to twelve, and then I got into to skating and, and BMX bikes, and of course started growing my bangs out and you know I've had and since then I've had every hairstyle uh, imaginable I've had short hair I've shaved my head uh, which was probably the worst haircut back when um, remember Brad Pitt in Mr. and Mrs. Smith when he shaved his head and all the guys were doing it um, I looked like a monk and um, you, you know I realized you have to actually be tall and uh, have a a very I mean, my head's very round. Anyway, it didn't work. It was the worst. It, it was a kind of, I remember I shaved my head and people would be like, oh, you shaved your head. And then that was it, period, which means um, it, it was not a good haircut. They just, when someone announces something that happened but says nothing else after that, it means it's 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 not good. And I've, I've had, you know, long hair. I've had my hair in a bun when man buns were in like five years ago. Um, anyway, my point is this. So I'm growing my hair back out. And of course, with that comes all of these uh, feelings and insecurities and all that. And I was uh, looking at the mirror today. And the thing about Facebook is it uh, it uh, reminds you of all the memories, right? And so two videos came up. One was uh, me with uh, my hair today, which is longer. And then another video right underneath that was when it was short, like a year ago. And so I was able to see like the before and after and I was like, man, should I cut my hair? And I got into this whole like ambivalent, what should I do? I don't know. Does this look better short? And I was looking at the mirror today and I thought to myself, instead of focusing on what it looks like, what if I focused on what it feels like? What does it feel like? And uh, then I thought to myself, well, if I just drop into my body, it, it feels right to have longer hair. Now, I'm not going to grow it so long where, you know, it's it's in a man bun. But just to have longer kind of shaggier hair, this is the kind of hair I had when I was skating. You know, I'm in a new chapter in my life. I have a, a daughter. I'm 47. I, I, the whole spiky thing is kind of getting old. I'm sick of putting hair product in my hair. So I was like, it actually feels good right now. And then I thought to myself, what if we all made decisions based on what something felt, how something felt, instead of, you know, um, wanting to look a certain way or instead of, um, you know, other people's opinions, which is which is hard to do because we, when it, especially when it comes to how you look, we care about what people think about how we look. Um, but I really think, you know, tapping into how you feel and how something makes you feel and then pulling from that, um, that's going to contribute to you living more authentically and more inside out instead of outside in. Okay, that was a long ramble about hair. I'm sorry. Lots of apologies this, today on this episode. Um, let's get to it because I have a, a very short amount of time, but I promise I'll go fast. The topic of this episode is um, before you 
respond to that text from your ex, I want you to do these three things. Now, here's what's happening with COVID. It's getting us to call our exes. And, 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 and one, of the, one of the reasons is because, well, maybe not call, maybe think about, right? Um, one, obviously, isolation, loneliness. And, and also, you know, when you're, when you're going through something, you know, like if you were to get sick and you're in the hospital, but no one comes to visit you, you're going to feel very alone in the world. And I think uh, this pandemic is giving everyone that feeling, you know. And so if you're not in a relationship, you, of course, you're craving connection from friends and, 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 and all of that. But you're also probably craving a lot of intimacy. You're probably craving um someone to do this with because you feel alone and it's scary, you know, and that's all normal. So you're probably going to default to um, exes and maybe, you know, the one that got away, quote unquote. You're probably not, you know, going through dating apps. Speaking of dating apps real quick, um, there's a lot of video dating apps coming out. And I think this is a good thing, finally. And I have one myself coming out called Twirl and it's in the process and uh, it's going to be the first like dating wellness app. But this is a good thing because I think swipe culture has um, really ruined like the dating experience. Okay, before I get on a tangent, I'm going to come back to isolation. So you're, you're probably not on dating apps because right now the, the dating, the swipe culture is toxic and the idea of swiping on someone and then meeting someone, it's not really possible. It's also kind of like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right, right? We'll be right back after this brief message. This episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Listen, make 2020 a year where you can explore new skills, deepening existing passions, and get lost in creativity. I talk a lot about creativity and the power of creativity and how that mindset opens you wide for amazing things to happen. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. So much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives. I've used Skillshare to learn how to podcast better. I've used Skillshare to learn how to blog better. I've used Skillshare to execute structure in my content. I'm going to right now give you two months free. Just go to Skillshare.com forward slash angry. Skillshare.com forward slash angry. For two months of Skillshare, absolutely for free. This is a year that you can exercise your creativity muscles. You have absolutely no more excuses. Go check out Skillshare. So you're probably digging into your past. So you're probably thinking, man, that last relationship. And then what's happening is you're playing back a lot of the highlights, right? You're playing back the first kiss or the the, the, the hot sex when you guys were discovering each other's new bodies. And um new experiences and the dopamine, right? You're, you're probably not playing back the fights and all the reasons why it didn't work out. Now, if you're in a relationship, this pandemic has also um, put a giant black light across your relationship because you are trapped in your place with someone. And most of us don't live in mansions. We can't <laughs> go to the other room, to the movie room or to the uh, tennis courts or to the Olympic sized pool to get away. Most of us are in apartments, you know, small apartments with our partner for 24 hours, nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Uh, you know, we might get out for a jog or something, but um, we are with someone else constantly and this is going to 
really brighten anything that annoys you about your partner. It's going to force you to actually, um, both of you guys, to look at things, you know. And so two things are going to happen. Either you're going to look at things and resolve them and communicate and work through them. And and through this pandemic, you're going to uh, come out stronger in your relationship. Or you're going to run. I mean, not literally run away, but emotionally distance, run away. And you're going to drift emotionally, mentally. And where you're going to go, possibly, is um, your previous relationships, right? You're going to start comparing um, the relationship you're in now with some that you may have had. And because of social media being a direct conduit to people's lives, you might get a DM, you might get a message, you might get a text, and you might respond back, right? You might not have the intention to do anything, but you might be curious and you might convince yourself like, hey, I wonder what, you know, I haven't talked to this ex in a long time. I wonder what they're up to. I'll say hi, you know, whatever. And then that could end up leading into um, emotional drift in your current relationship. It could lead to uh, fantasy and a lot of other things that you may regret. So here are the three things you need to do if this is happening for you. Number one, you got to remind yourself why it didn't work out. Um, instead of playing back the highlight reel, I always say play back the documentary. And it probably didn't work out many times, meaning you might have gone many rounds with someone. And what's happened, right? The same dynamic. Two people need to change from the inside out. And I'm not just talking about change like, oh, someone now uh, has a job or abs or cooler hair. I'm talking about change where the person is so different internally in their behavior, thought, the way they see the world, um, and also you as well, that the dynamic of the relationship is different, right? That's what's going to give you an actual new love experience. And most of the time, we have not changed. Most of the time, um, our exes, um, we may look different. We may have moved on in different ways in our, in our life. We may be um, driving different cars or live somewhere else or whatever. There may be progress and change on the outside. But on the inside, chances are they're probably the same. And when you um, get back together with them, uh, the dynamic will be the same, which will equal the same reasons why it didn't work. So remind yourself of that. Number two, sit with your feelings. Uh, don't reject your feelings. Don't feel guilty if you are drifting. We are all human and it's okay, but sit with them. You know, actually allow yourself to feel them. And if you miss someone, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you want to build something with someone, you know? And so sit with what comes up, sit with how you feel, notice it, don't attach meaning to it. Um, because we usually don't sit with our feelings. We usually respond pretty fast when we feel something. You know, when we feel longing or we miss someone, um, we are picking up the phone or texting before we're actually allowing those feelings to sit and flow through us. Sometimes, and let me give you an example. Um, when I say sometimes, I mean pretty much every night. After dinner, I crave something sweet. This is a pattern uh, that's been happening since 1986. Um, when our house was like a liquor store because my parents thought being American just meant um, filling the house with uh, Oreos and Twinkies and all the things that uh, American kids eat. Um, so our house was basically like a liquor store and that's why I was so popular as a kid. And they all came over and we raided the cupboards. Um, and so since then, I've had this pattern of after dinner, 
get dessert, something sweet, a bowl of cereal, you know, donut, whatever. And I noticed that I don't sit with my feeling of the craving. I just react, you know. I'm in the car going and buying something. Um, I'm in a drive-thru. I'm on a Goober. I'm on, I combined Uber and Grubhub, and I said Goober. <laughs> um, I'm on Grubhub. I'm on some kind of Postmates, whatever. If I sat with my feelings, which I, I have done a couple times, I noticed that the craving passes and my... Uh, reaction to put sugar in my mouth uh, is a lot less, right? And then I have a lot more discipline. And then I can actually sit with it longer, and I realize, oh, I don't actually want anything. You know, it's almost a, a uh, it's almost a, a, a knee jerk. It's a uh, a way of coping, right? So sit with your feelings; they may pass. And finally, where is it coming from? Find out. Ask yourself: Where is this craving, this desire, this wanting to connect with your ex coming from? Most likely, if you follow that string down, you'll you'll realize it's coming from not truth, but it's coming from you know loneliness. It's coming from feeling um, fear, like like scared that you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. It's coming from maybe desperation. It's coming from you maybe thinking um, there's no one else on this planet, or the world's going to end. Maybe it's coming from panic. You know, maybe it's coming from you um, playing back a fantasy or a giant what if, right? So know where it's coming from because once you know where it's coming from, then you could say to yourself, oh, okay. You, you can file it. You could say this is where it's coming from. I understand it. And it's, it's, I'm going to make a different choice, right? I'm gonna, I, it's like once you realize where things are coming from, it no longer has power over you, right? You, you, like, you discover the magic trick. You, you know how the trick has been done. Um, and so it's no longer something that, that, that pulls you in, you know, um, you realize how you see how the movie's made, you know, and so figuring out, and, and sometimes it takes a therapist, it takes a coach, it takes someone to process with you. But if you know where it's coming from, that's going to be super helpful. Now, if after doing these three things, you still feel that tug and you want to uh, text back or return to DM or FaceTime and X, um, repeat these patterns. I mean, not the patterns. Repeat these three steps, and if you repeat these three steps, maybe a few times. Um, and do it honestly, then see where you're at. And listen, if your truth is to respond back and you got to be honest with yourself, if that is your intention, or maybe you really do want to give us another try and you've decided that that's what you want to do, sure, do it. But know that uh, it could lead to heartbreak. It could lead to pain. It could lead to more complication in your life. Um, and, and ask yourself as we come out of this pandemic, you know, do you want to go into something that is fresh and new and starting, you know, uh, a new chapter in your life? Or do you want to come out of this um, back in the time machine repeating old patterns, you know? So I hope that was helpful. Oh, and I also want to remind you, um, you don't have to do this alone. I have um, created something called the lab, the TAT lab, and we have live Zoom groups running like four or five a day now. It's great. And we've, we've, we've got, you know, 30, 40 people in a group. You could do this with other people who are also in um, the same situation you're, at, you're in, you know. And so you could try it free for a week. We have groups from codependency to singles to um, meditations, 20-minute meditation groups. And then we also have... Uh, a law of attraction group. We have my book club. Um, I think we're up to 15 groups. So it's like class pass. Jump in, 
and uh, you take the, the, the group that works for you and you could customize your wellness and do it all from your phone without leaving your house. Just go to um, my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and click my bio link and you will see it there front and center. Thank you for listening. If you haven't, uh, subscribe if you like this dialogue and be well. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.